Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is World Awakenings. The fast track to enlightenment with your host, Carl Gruber. World Awakenings is a podcast dedicated to opening your mind, your heart, and your eyes to the fact that the world's population is now more than ever, awakening to all things spiritual, metaphysical, and enlightening, and just how they play an all-important role in our daily life. So join Carl on this enlightening experience as he interviews metaphysical and spiritual experts to discuss, debate, and delve deeply into the hows and whys of this worldwide awakening. You've seen and read my Three Pillars ebook, and now I'm proud to announce my new book, True Spirituality and the Law of Attraction, a Beautiful Symbiotic Relationship, and it's now out and ready for reading. This new book of mine is a full-length version of the teachings of the Three Pillars, and in it I show you how to walk in the integrity of eternal and universal laws in step with the Law of Attraction to consistently create the life you desire. Now, if you've ever wondered just why you can't consistently manifest all the good, loving, abundant, healthy, and happy things you desire, my new book, True Spirituality and the Law of Attraction, will reveal the key in how to do just that. Plus, help you build a rock-solid personal foundation that will stand strong for the ages. Get your copy today, my new book, True Spirituality and the Law of Attraction, a Beautiful Symbiotic Relationship by Carl Gruber. Available now in ebook and paperback on Amazon.com. Episode number 102 of this podcast, World Awakenings, the fast track to enlightenment with me, your host, Carl Gruber. As a seeker of unconditional love, light, truth, and spiritual right-mindedness for the last four and a half years, this has led me down the path of connecting and speaking one-on-one with some of the world's most qualified experts, teachers, authors, and purveyors of all things within the realm of spirituality, metaphysics, and enlightenment. Plus, I have spoken one-on-one with numerous experts, ascended masters, master teachers, members of the Galactic Federation, all of whom have imparted the wisdom of the ages to us right here on this show. Now we continue this path with today's guests, so stay with us. 
take a moment to uh, please subscribe to this channel so we can continue to bring this amazing enlightening information to you. And check out my new book, True Spirituality and the Law of Attraction, a beautiful symbiotic relationship, now available as an ebook or paperback on Amazon. So get your copy today. Well, in today's episode, we head to Scotland to meet with psychic medium Karen Doherty. Since the discovery of her abilities, she has worked tirelessly to bring the world of spirit to those who need it most. From the UK to the USA, from Asia to Australia, clients from all over the world meet with Karen to receive readings, enroll in mentorships, and hold a space for discussions on the power of spirit. Her mission is to use her ability to bring you comfort, understanding, and healing. And Karen also helps other people to develop their own psychic powers. She is a woman with spirit and a breath of fresh air. Karen offers a contemporary approach to psychic work and mediumship based on traditional principles filled with love and compassion. And she stands as one of the most reputable and skilled mediums in modern times. So welcome, Karen. We, we've been uh, we've had this scheduled for a while, and I'm really glad to have you on my show. Thank you for being here. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, you know, as I mentioned before we came on, um, you know, I, I really, I really find you fascinating and and what you do, and, and you know, to say the least, you must definitely have an interesting line of work. Take us back to the very early days when you were just a young child and you saw spirit people, but you didn't know they were from spirit. <laughs> were you yeah. found, were you shocked when you finally learned that they weren't in human bodies? <laughs> Yeah, I was. And I think as a child, a young child anyway, I think it was about three or four years old. And one of my first memories is looking through a window on a on a bus that I was on with my mother at the time and seeing it was we were passing a cemetery, a graveyard, and I I could see lots of people walking around. And I remember saying to my mum at the time, who are all of those people? And she looked out the window and she was just looking blank like she didn't know who I was speaking about and at that point in time you know I, it didn't I didn't realize as a child obviously that they weren't physical people but as the years progressed and I could see people quite often within my home within my grandparents home um slowly it dawned upon me that actually they're from another world and the thing is, I've always had the knowledge of that. I didn't ever question throughout my childhood, you know, where is this coming from? I always knew where they were from, but I thought everyone could see them. So I didn't realize it was only me that at that point within my family that could see them. Well, I'm curious. So so when when these things occurred, and maybe this didn't happen until you maybe were a little bit older, um, were you ever afraid uh, when that happened or did you feel love from from these beings i in the main i felt love and there was only really one time that i remember being frightened as such was in my grandparents house when i was staying there overnight and i remember feeling i, I couldn't see a spirit person but i remember feeling the presence of spirit and it felt like it was a bit claustrophobic. I felt a little bit claustrophobic. And I remember the feeling of, I don't know who this is or what this is. And I, I just remember feeling like I don't like it. And at that point in my mind, I would have said, you know, 
please don't do that or please step back or whatever it might have been, um, which of course they did because spirit always respect uh, the physical side of things here. Um, but that was the only one time that stands out in my mind. And I spoke to my grandmother the next day about this and she was mediumistic, but I didn't know that at the time. And she just used to say, oh, don't be worrying about the dead. They never harm you. Mm. And so she made it completely normal. Like it wasn't a conversation that I was fighting to have or didn't want to mention at any point because she was always very open to that. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, you were still pretty young when this occurred? Yeah, I was maybe nine or 10 when mm. that happened. I would imagine that uh, some of the uh, the beings, the uh, spirits on the on the other side, they they can be curious and maybe just come around. Especially since you have that ability to to uh, to know their presence and communicate with them. I think that's a big part of it as well. You know, I always say to my students, and it's just you know this. I don't even know why I say it this way, but I've always said it to my students. I say, if your light's on, they're coming in. And it's just been something that I've lived by. If your light's on and they know it's on, they're coming in. In other words, you know, if they know that you are mediumistic or they know that you can pick up on their presence, they're going to come around. They're going to want to communicate. They're going to want to be noticed almost. Mm -hmm. um, because we have to remember that those that are on the other side have messages or communication or they just want to be noticed in a way that they are real and they are remembered so I think if you're a mediumistic person then the spirit world will come around you you know that was one of the questions I was going to ask a little bit later but this is a good time um I was wondering if those on the other side um get frustrated trying to communicate with with their loved ones and, and other people and that's probably why why they gravitate to people like you because you're you are a quote medium yes i mean i think they don't get frustrated with their loved ones as such so they don't feel annoyed if you can't feel them or they can't communicate with you they're not annoyed at the person but they do get frustrated i feel sometimes in a way that you know if someone has sort of felt the presence of their loved one if someone has thought oh you know I can smell my mother's perfume for example that must be my mum and then in the next breath your mind tells you that that's your imagination really then I feel that mother in the spirit world at that point can feel a little bit frustrated in that oh I was nearly there you know it's more of that than anything else Wow, just just so interesting. Yeah. And and I'm also curious about this. Why do you think that you were given this gift to see and communicate with the spirit realm? Was it just your your um your purpose you chose when you came into this life? I believe so. And I believe that it's always within your lineage. So there's always if you're a medium, mediums are born mediums. They're they're born to do this. Now that doesn't mean you're always going to be aware of that or it might be that you are aware of it at some point, you don't want to do it. And that's still okay because we have free will. Um, but I, I know that it usually goes back within your family, even if it's generations ago, you know, like, like I said, my paternal grandmother was very mediumistic as was her sister. But before that, I don't know who it was before that, you know, I don't know going back where that comes from, but it always kind of stays within certain genetics as as it were and I know that when I realized I was a medium it immediately felt 
like the penny had dropped almost mm. in a way like I'm home I know what this is now and I know that this is what I'm here to do so it is really your purpose here do you have any uh siblings that have similar abilities to you well I have two sisters and although they're not mediumistic they do have a very high intuition so sometimes you know we'll be just connected in a psychic way where you know one calls the other and oh I was just about to pick the phone up we're kind of connected like that but I have three children and they're not children they're not small children anymore um they're young adults and they all have it uh, one of them has it more than the other two but they all have it they've all come out with things over the years and you know spoke about spirit over the years and not just in a way that was influenced by what they know what about what I do mainly their own experiences so I see it within my three children and I know that one of them will use it within this lifetime the other two I'm not so sure about at this moment I mean I was just sitting here thinking so you get together with your your sisters uh, who are intuitive and and you're having a family gathering but then but then the beings from the spirit world hey let's join that family gathering and you see them and nobody else it probably looks crowded in that room it can happen you know and and it's not often you know as a medium it's not like you have this special pass to kind of see your own people all the time or feel your own people coming in although you are always aware that they are around it's not like they're in communication with me all the time but there has been times where we've been at a family gathering or it's been you know been at an uncle's house or something like that and all of a sudden I'm aware of someone there you know someone that might connect with them or someone that connects with us our grandparents for example and I'll say you know oh you know grand's here just now or I, I have an auntie in the spirit side who I was close with as well and um, I was just doing household chores nothing exciting and I just felt her coming in and I phoned my dad and I said oh you know, Auntie Liz has just came in, so there must be something going on because it, she's she's here. And mm -hmm. I said it's to do with her brother. And so uh, she was a kind of in-law to the family. And so my dad said, oh, well, it's strange you say that because I've just had a call from your uncle. And he said that her brother's just been taken into hospital. So mm -hmm. there's always like there's always communication going on, even though I'm not aware of what it might be in that moment. Interesting. Wow. Really interesting. Well, you know, the one thing is, as we grow older uh, and we have the paradigms of, of the 3D egoic world pounded into us, and, you know, sometimes our natural abilities say, oh, you know, we kind of shove them to the side. Was there ever a time when you, uh, you abandoned or tried to suppress your natural ability as a psychic me medium growing up before you really accepted it? I think it was more about me not realizing what it was. So the minute I realized what it was and the minute I realized I was a medium, I just kind of opened up to that and embraced that and went from strength to strength with that. But before that time, I feel that there were times where because I didn't know what it was and because I knew I couldn't just speak to everyone about that, there was times where I kind of distanced myself a little bit from that. Um, because you can't talk to everyone about it and certainly when I was in my sort of teens and early 20s I couldn't just say to friends or other people that were around you know oh I've got your mother standing beside you or there's you know your father stepped in 
some people are not open to it and some people don't know about it and obviously we all have different belief systems so it was something that I kind of had to keep to myself a little bit more and that I think looking back was the tougher times for me when I was able to accept I was a medium because it took me time to accept it because even when another medium told me what I was meant to be doing I had said to her well why would I come to development class I don't need to develop anything and she said but you're a medium and I said to her I'm I'm not a medium I can just I just pick things up I've always done that and she said yes but it's because you're a medium and it took me time to kind of get my head around that and then when I accepted that I just embraced it because it felt this is the most natural thing in the world for me and now I can embrace it and even at that point though I think there, there was times where I wouldn't tell anyone that so although people started to pick up on that that this is what I was doing and other times I would keep quiet I remember you know someone said oh what do you do you know if I'd met someone you know a stranger or, or someone within the company and they say what what do you do there was times where I would say oh you know I'm a therapist because I just didn't know how other people would accept it but then when once I kind of got in my power with it and realized no this is who I am then I have not looked back since then well and then of course you know what we're talking about here and what you do uh, acceptance of it is uh, depends on culture and religions uh there's still uh, I'm sure in certain areas and people of the world a lot of fear around it I mean mm -hmm. heck if what you do be glad you're alive here in 2023 where this is accepted and if this had been the 1600s you might have been not, not very absolutely. well accepted absolutely and I, we often laugh about these things or or kind of try to put a bit of humor into that you know at some points but people people died because they had this and, and had this ability that they couldn't help. It was completely natural to them. And of course, it was misunderstood back then or it was feared, like you said. So I think I definitely am blessed that now the world seems so much more open to it. And it's becoming even more so like that now. Um, and particularly because I don't have a religious background, um, although my grandparents and my father were brought up in, in a Catholic um, religion, they weren't. They weren't practicing their religion later in life and I think because of that they remained more open and like I said my grandmother used to pick up people all the time and talk about spirits so it was something that was natural to her even though she was a bit more religious so I guess I'm just lucky I'm I was the one that didn't have the religion side of it to worry about you know I can relate to that I've talked to my other guests about this where myself uh, growing up, yeah, I, my family, we never went to church, never even talked about religion. And, you know, I, I never even thought about it. And then later, as I've gotten older, I realized what a true blessing it was to me because I didn't have any religious dogma shoved down my throat. And it has allowed me to be open to, to understanding things without, without, you know, uh, you know, fear or paradigms and that, that of limitation, that type of thing. But, you know, I'm, I'm curious, what caused you to finally decide to bring your talents and abilities to the world to make it your full-time work? Well, it's something I feel that spirit decided for me because when I started to um, sit for development once I realized what this was, I used to attend uh, what they would call a home circle, which 
in years gone by was the traditional way to do this. And so I went and sat in a home circle and I, I hadn't thought, you know, this is what I want to do as a profession. It was just something that I loved and I would go to my group every week and develop this. And then what happened was I was working full time in another job at that moment in time. And I went into work one day and my boss said to me that he was very sorry, but they were closing the studio. It was a photography studio mm. and they had to close with immediate effect and my job wouldn't be saved. So I went home and I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do to pay my bills. I, I, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get through. I'll need to look for another job. So I started to kind of sift through other work and see what can I do. And my phone that very week, without a word of a lie, my phone never stopped for people looking for readings, for people oh. looking for someone to speak about this. And it, it just from that moment on, my diary filled up wow. with readings and at at that time, I remember sitting, speaking to my guides and my spirit team and saying, I I get this. This is what I'm supposed to do. And from that minute on, that I kind of went full time with it straight away. And then obviously, I've still kept my development up because it's something you should always do as a medium anyway. Um, but my work's changed through the years. So it's not just about the readings, which it was in the beginning. Now it then went on to doing things like this and education and mentorship. So it's changed throughout the years. Wow. Yeah. So it's interesting. At times like that where you're in a moment of like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? And it actually turns out to be the best thing that could possibly have happened. And and yeah. uh, things came together in the right way in the right time for you. Wow. That is yeah. just awesome. Um, and that's that's why I always say, you know, spirit will put something in place, not in a way to, it's not like in a material way, just in a way that you have the choice. And if the work's there and it's what you're supposed to do, then I fully believe that is why it came about the way that it did. And I I, I trusted spirit more than myself most of the time. So for me in that moment, I just gave them a little nod and said, okay, I'm ready to do the work. And that's what's happened. Yeah, there was a lot of smiles on the other side when you said that. So you, can you tell us some of the more memorable readings or communications with spirit and their human counterparts that you've experienced? I'm sure there, there's some that stand out. There's, yeah, there's quite a few. And I think that sometimes when you're doing this work, when you're doing readings or demonstrating mediumship, you forget quite a bit of it because obviously in that moment when you're working you're kind of the the bridge in between the two so the information almost passes through you and passes to the person that it's meant to go to so sometimes after a, an event or a demonstration or even some readings once I switch off and go home I don't think about it again not because it wasn't amazing or it didn't mean a lot to someone but just because then I have to get on with what's going on with my life you know see the kids and all the other stuff that we all have to do um but there there are a few that do stand out and one of them was I was at an event and I had read for a few people in the audience and then I said to the person I was working with do you have a, a necklace on with an angel feather on it and she said no and I said, oh, right, OK, I've definitely seen this. And she said, definitely not. And the woman directly behind her put her hand up and said, I do. And I said, OK, I'm coming to you next. So when I connected with the woman, I was suddenly aware of her son in the spirit side. And he was only nine. And mm -hmm. he told me that he was nine. He told me how he passed. He gave me all the information. It was all correct. And, and yet, even though the information was correct, I remember feeling like I'm not 
feeling this connection as strong as I would like or I didn't feel like the woman was saying yes to everything but as a mother of a child in spirit I felt like I wasn't kind of reaching her soul I didn't feel like she's really understanding what I'm saying so I continued for another few moments and and everything she was like yes 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 it was all it was excellent um evidence that came forward from him but I just felt like she needs something else but I just couldn't quite put my finger on what it was anyway I brought that to a close and as I turned to take a sip of my water I said to the little boy you're going to have to tell me your name your mum needs to hear this mm -hmm. and as soon as I put the thought out there I heard him saying Kai and so I put my water down, I turned around again and I said, I'm just going to come back to you for a moment. His name's Kai. He's just told me. And with that, she immediately broke down and accepted it all. And she was obviously very touched by it. And I spoke to her afterwards and she said that she'd come that evening in the hopes to hear from him. But she wanted his name. And it was something that she'd placed so firmly in her mind that even though everything else was correct, circumstance was correct, other evidence, until she heard that, she she couldn't open up to it fully. Mm -hmm. Now, normally, I would say to people, don't ever do that. You know, don't go with certain things in your mind because the medium might miss it or the medium might not just be able to gain that communication or that part of it from the, the loved one. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But because I knew that she absolutely was desperate, I could feel it. I thought there's something she's waiting for. That little boy was an amazing communicator and he just clear as anything just gave me the name what that done for that woman was amazing and she stayed in touch with me for a long time after it she would send me emails and things letting me know that things had moved on in her life and she was able to to continue forward and it was very very healing for her so I knew that the spirit world needed that to happen for her but also for him too um, so that's one of the that's one of the more memorable ones because I knew that it meant so so much. So what the the one thing that people tend to come to you for readings is the the biggest reason is is it usually the loss of a loved one and they want to communicate with them to be sure they're okay and and et cetera et cetera. Yeah, I mean it's mixed. You know, like I would say that probably about 60% of people that come, it's about losing a loved one. The other 40% could be that they need guidance for their own life, which of course is more of a psychic link. So when you link psychically, uh, you're linking with the person here in the physical side of things, and you can link into their soul and you can pick up potential for them and you can pick up things from their past and their present and give them that guidance. 
that's a psychic link. Then medium, mediumistic link is about the people that have crossed over. So sometimes people want a mixed reading where they want a bit of both. Other times people may be in a position in their own life where they just need some guidance about relationships or work or, you know, a house move and other things. So you can do a bit of both, really. Um, so it's quite a mixed bag, I, I would say. You know, uh, you you uh, you must be psychic. You you jumped on a question I was about to ask. I mean, you describe yourself as a psychic medium, and I was asking, and maybe if you could rehash that again, what is the difference between a psychic and a medium? I know you kind of said that, but I'd like to hear it again. Sure. So everyone here in this on this earth is psychic to varying degrees. We are all born with the psychic ability because before we come here from spirit, we all communicate telepathically almost. There's nothing physical in the spirit side. So when we come here, we all still have a psychic ability. Some people won't know about it. Some people will have it to varying degrees where it's stronger than others. But People normally call it your sixth sense or your intuition. That's all psychic. That's all a psychic link. So when you're a psychic and you, let's say you have a psychic ability to a, a, a large degree where you can pick up on other people and read for other people, you can still develop that gift in a psychic way. So that would be like you and I sitting here and I would link with you psychically. I would know about your life, your past, your present, your potential for things coming up, your emotions, I could link into all of that psychically. Mediumship is about connecting with those that have crossed over. So it's a completely different thing. So I can then develop my skill because I'm a medium to incorporate the spirit side of things too. Most mediums will work with both, but there are some psychics that are not mediumistic. There are some psychics that can only link with the people here, which is still an amazing thing to do. Um, and then there's other ones that do both, and I do both. Okay, yeah, that 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 makes it a little clearer to me. That is very interesting. Um, so, so I'm very curious about this. I, you know, I, I have a loose outline of questions I have written down, but I, I didn't even write this one down. So when when a person leaves their body when they die and they leave the body behind you know as a spiritual student i would like to you know and and i believe this does happen that we just go home to source but but it sounds like most people when they 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 leave their body behind they are in a dimension where they're just kind of like hanging out without a body and and are some of them confused uh uh, maybe that's what ghosts are that haunt, and you know, the confused spirits, they don't know where they're at. Uh, but eventually, do they leave and, and go back home to source and they don't have to come back to a body? Well, we all go home to source. So the minute we cross over, the minute we leave our physical body, we all know where we are. We all know that we are in the spirit side of things. We know where we are, that we are home. What can happen is if someone, for instance, passed traumatically and suddenly when they go over to the other side they will still know where they are but it will take them time to process that the fact that they've left their physical life so it takes them a minute to process that so there's a lot of emotions connected with that as well that they have to then go through but they will still know that they are in spirit they will still know that they are back home they will know all of that information so ghosts are slightly different ghosts 
are remnants of past events. So if you go to like here in Scotland, we have lots of castles. Mm -hmm. So I use this example. If I go to a castle, more than likely I will be able to pick up on the ghosts of what used to be in that castle. So I might hear soldiers marching. I might hear horses' hoofs. I might hear the cannons, you know, roaring in that sense. But these are ghosts of things. It's almost like a recording in the ether and that can replay and replay. Yeah. That's not connected with the actual person. So if there was a soldier, that soldier isn't there, but the ghost of that soldier is there. That soldier, that spirit person that was here is making his own way in the spirit side. So there are no, there's nobody that's actually trapped. There's no one that's confused or lost. We all know where we are, but it can take some people extra time to kind of come to terms with that. Um, more than others. That is the best explanation of, of ghostliness that I have ever heard. And it makes sense to me now the way you described it, since everything is energy, everything is energy. So uh, these ghosts, like in the castle you're talking about, um, it's actually more like the echo and the harmonics of their energy of their being from whenever they lived that are still resonating in that area, even though their spirit really isn't there. It's it's an echo of their energy of what they were at that time. Yes. And the easiest way to describe that for the physical side of things is if you've ever gone into a room where maybe two people have been arguing or there's been a bit of tension somewhere, you walk in a room, you can feel that right you can actively feel the energy of that anybody would feel that even though the two people in question are smiling and everything's fine you still can feel that and it's the same energy any energy leaves the remnants of something so if there's something replaying it's almost like um an energy that's just resident there it, it doesn't mean that there's an active spirit behind it and and so anybody who has fear over a situation like that is probably just been taught that to be fearful of something like that when there's really nothing to fear. Yeah, because we're very, you know, anything that we don't know or anything that we can't see, our mind will tell us that it's not good. Our mind, our mind is there to protect us as human beings. So, you know, if we seen a lion walking down the street, our mind would tell us, move, get out of the way, because this lion has to be feared. And it's like anything that we don't know about, our mind protects us. So mm -hmm. instantly we feel fear. And obviously you've got to remember as well that because of TV, movies, all of that kind of thing as well, things are put out there that are meant to cause fear. Whereas really, if we understood spirit and we understood that if there's an active spirit, which is maybe a spirit within, you know, your granddad in your home might be trying to get your attention. That's a different thing. You would never fear your granddad, but because we don't know what it is, right. we immediately think it's something bad. And it's the same with the ghost as well. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. And another curiosity. I'm sorry. I have like so many questions about this. Um, okay. So when we leave our body, you know, we know there's different dimensions and, and here in human form, we exist in the 3D. So when we leave a body and, and our spirit goes back to source, is that 5D? Is it 6D? Is it, it 10D? Or is it not even um, 
something that's is it something else that I don't understand? I I don't know what you would call it because I don't I just say spirit. I know that when I feel a spirit person coming in, I can feel every aspect of them. I can feel their emotion. I can feel how they looked, how they felt, what they went through. I can maybe see them as well. Like every time I work, I can see, hear or feel or all three. Um, so it comes to me like it's very real. It's almost as if you were to walk in this room right now. I feel that the same way that I feel spirit. So for me, I tend to not kind of worry or or try to put a terminology to it because I because they're people, right? So they're spirit people in my book so that's the way that I view them but of course I do know that we're not physical when we're over there and we're not physical it's a world within worlds almost they walk among us and another thing that we learn is heaven is up here and hell is down here and really there isn't a heaven and a hell there's no two separate things it's a world within worlds and we're all evolving the whole time Mm, yeah yeah also that's that's a great great explanation there too so I have had many channels on this program who bring in uh, other beings. And so do you only communicate with spirits or are you also able to communicate with beings such as ascended masters or, or uh, beings from different galaxies or planets or no? I haven't made the separation. So the way that I would say it is, you know, when you talk about ascended masters, um, you know, people will call, some people will call them guides, um, ascended guides, you know, um, even if you talk about angels, for instance, people talk about angels, which is very cultural because really it depends what culture you're from as to whether you would even call them an angel, but they're higher beings. So we, there are higher realms, there are higher realms where I know that uh, if you're receiving guidance, for instance, from a, a guide from the highest realms, these guides or these spirit beings that are there have ascended through a long, long time, you know, as well, human time, we don't have time there either, but they have been in the highest realms there and bring forward wisdom and bring forward guidance that we may not otherwise receive um, so I don't really make the separation um, in terms of names and of course you know we, we have to know that our mind can't perceive everything like we use a very small part of our mind so I'm sure there are hundreds upon millions of of spirit from different ways and different realms and different worlds within worlds that come forward yeah, yeah, wow. I'm just sitting here with my mind spinning. This you know what I really appreciate what you're doing here is you're you're really giving a very beautiful rational explanation to this and with not a an iota of, of fear uh in it. Because like I said, and we talked about this already. I mean, still much of the world uh has a lot of fear around this topic. Yeah, and it's a shame, but I, I do understand that maybe it has to be that way sometimes for people to learn and remembering as well that although we can try to do this collectively which 
is is the way to do it is to get the education out there and collectively look at these things it is a very personal thing and dependent on someone's background of their conditioning in their own life and their own belief system they will believe different things i've had people saying to me you know about evil spirits and things like you know experiences that they've had and what i say to someone who may be asked about that is i'm not saying your experience isn't real to you so something that you go through, like if you've got an active spirit in your home and you automatically, your mind will jump to the conclusion that it's something bad, that's a very real experience for someone and that promotes fear within that person. But if they knew really what spirit were about, and it is logical for me and it is, you know, there's an intelligence to spirit, it's an intelligence. And for me, it doesn't make sense that spirit would want to come forward and create fear. It, that doesn't make sense to me. So I, I can't then teach that aspect. I can only share what I've had. And for all the years I've done this, I've never been frightened of spirit. And it's not because I can see them or feel them. It's because they come with love. They absolutely come with love. Yeah. Well, and, you know, coming from my, my spiritual um, learning is, is that we create our own reality. We, we project our reality. And so if you're a person with, with a lot of beliefs and paradigms that are based in fear, and then so if, if a spirit being comes around, you would automatically project fear. Absolutely. And it's always that feeling of, and again, I tell my students this a lot, is you're here to work within the light. So work within the light. Don't let your mind go to dark places and then and then have that experience because like you've just said, it's a projection. It's almost like saying my daughter is terrified of spiders. And I don't know how many times I've had a conversation with her to say that tiny little spider can't harm you. And logically, you know, that's true. But your fear is such that you are imagining all sorts and you're terrified. And then it creates that physical response within you and that panic. It's the same thing spirit are not here to harm they can only really come around to heal and to help uh, help us in this side of life and um, but because like you've said the projection of that fear or if someone's mind is based within fear that's what they're going to feel well that's really comforting what you just said that spirit can really uh, only come to love and, and to to help i i really like that 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 is great um I would like to find out, I understand you do mentorship. You're actually, you're mentoring other psychics and mediums. Uh, how does that work? So when I had first started out and with doing my development, the home circle that I talked about was the only place that I knew where to go to kind of gain some sort of knowledge. And I remember feeling at the time uh, as a, a kind of novice medium, that it's really, it's really hard to find a teacher. It's really hard to ask someone a question. I had lots of questions I, I needed answered. I had, every time I sat with Spirit, it gave me more questions. It gave me something else to look for. But I, I felt at that moment that there wasn't really very much I could do about that apart from sit and wait for some of the answers. And then maybe I had two or three teachers, but more in a way that I would visit their center or go to see them work. And I would maybe gain knowledge from that aspect of things. But there was nobody to actually kind of give me that one-to-one -one mentoring that mm -hmm. I felt I needed. 
And then I came across a, a, a beautiful lady and medium called Mavis Patilla, and she was my teacher. And she took me some of the way, and her teachings were unbelievable. She had done this for many, many years. Um, but then it was time again for me to go on my own. So I remember feeling like when the time is right, it's going to be so important for me to mentor other students because I just feel like you need somewhere to go with this, particularly because some people don't have someone within their family they can ask or someone that they can talk about this with. Um, so it was important for me to kind of provide that. And then uh, a few years ago, the opportunity seemed to come up for me where I decided to do my own mentorship uh, and have had amazing students you know work through the mentorship and just it gives me that sense of the world needs mediums and if there are natural mediums out there that are just too frightened to do anything about it or don't know how to go about it then hopefully spirit will guide them my way and I will be able to help. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure uh, our friends in the spirit side are happy that you're doing that. They have more people they can communicate through to their loved ones. Wow. We are talking to Karen Doherty, a beautiful lady from a beautiful Scotland and uh, just amazing, a psychic medium, some incredible information here. Um, really nice explanation. So, so, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw this out there. So, me, Carl, I have my own crap in my mind and, and emotions and things. Is there anything right now, maybe one of my, uh, somebody on my spirit side would like to relay to me right now? So then in that instance, I would really be connecting with you on a, in a reading situation. or So either psychically, like I explained, where I would be connecting with you. Um, the first thing that I would tell you or that I feel I'm picking up is that I just feel like you've got so so many more ideas in your mind of where you want to develop and take your spiritual work and what you have to put out there I know that you said earlier that you've written a book and I'm just wondering if there's other books there in the pipeline for you as well but I do feel like you are still moving through that and you're still going forward with even more kind of inspired ideas of where you want to take your work because I also feel that there has been a little bit of frustration in there as well at times of not being able to kind of get your voice out there or get your knowledge out there or facilitate that in some way as well so I just feel that you're still at a point of evolving everything not just this podcast but other things that you might have ideas about too. Wow, spot on. Really, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Um, now that I'm over 21 years old, I figure I only have another 60 or 70 years to go because I got a lot in the pipeline. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, it's, you know, the what I get about you is that you are, you like you've had your own journey, I, I would say, and, and meaning it's not always been easy. It's not always been a walk in the park, as I, I say. Um, so I feel like you've moved through that really well and you've navigated your way re really well with that. But I also feel like you've had to kind of put your head above the parapet quite often to follow your own route too, which isn't always easy. So I think that you'll continue to do that and you'll continue to kind of light the way for other people. Well, thank you for that. I didn't mean to make you work for free, but I, I just... Oh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
Well, well, we've all had our, our journeys and, and, you know, I, I think uh, at least for me, somebody like this, at this point in my life, I just want to complete my purpose that I came here and just like you want to do and, and do it in in, uh, in a good manner to uh, for the benefit and good of all and, and to rise back above. Well, as spirit says, as my my spiritual studies say, rise above the battleground <laughs> just mm-hmm. look so wow this is just great this is great thank you so much karen um i am curious how can people get in touch with you if they would like to work one on with one with you and and maybe what's your website too yeah my website is karenpsychic.com and if you go on there if you are interested in mentorship for instance you can go on there and fill uh, an application in and it is just me that goes through the applications and I think that was another side to the mentoring that I wanted to make sure of that if I offer someone mentoring it is me that does it Um, and it's really important to me to do that and kind of get to know the student and really make a connection and help that person forward so if people are interested in that they can fill the application out for that um aside of that obviously personal consultations um, and any other questions you could do through the website as well and i will answer those too well and if there's any blessing um with technology i mean i mean if it was 30 years ago, you know, what you do, you could only have done it locally in Scotland and the UK. And now you can talk to somebody in China and, and, and help them, you know, which is, which is just beautiful. So Karen, yeah. this is just awesome. I, I'm, I'm really grateful. Thank you for your beautiful explanations. Uh, you've answered a lot of questions in my mind and and I hope, uh, and I think more than likely you did for a lot of the viewers and listeners of this program. Thank you. That's perfect. Thank you so much for inviting me. And like I said before, you know, it's podcasts like like yours that can kind of get education out there and help people. Even, you know, there might be one person listening today that needed those answers or it maybe opens their mind a little bit more to look further into things as well. So um, you're doing this as part of your work and I'm glad to be here to be your guest. This has been another episode of World Awakenings, the fast track to enlightenment with host Carl Gruber, a certified Law of Attraction life coach. We welcome you to tune in to each and every episode of World Awakenings as we open your mind, your heart, and your eyes to the fact that the world's population is now, more than ever, awakening to the truth of all things spiritual, metaphysical, and enlightening, and just how much they play an all-important role in our moment-to-moment daily life. Much love and light to you, my friend, and thank you for tuning in to World Awakenings. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.